Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and success strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. The segment's brought to you by Red IQ. They turn data on multifamily properties into actionable intelligence. It's pretty cool. Check them out at RedIQ.com. Speaking of cool, this show is cool. This show is about senior housing. We're going to talk about tips and strategies, whether you're a developer, an operator, or an investor. And what an amazing sector. It's really growing. We have baby boomers coming of age. We have more demand. And it's just, I think, an interesting sector to everyone out there. Well, we have some experts in Studio One with us today. Please welcome Tim Gary and Fergal Brady. They're both with Village Senior Park Living and here in Studio One. Gentlemen, thanks for being with us. Thank, Thank you, you, Michael. And we also have Ernie Anaya. He's president of the Senior Housing Group at Bull Realty. Ernie, thanks for being with us, sir. Thank you, Michael. Well, guys, I talked about baby boomers coming of age. We're not all of age yet. How much demand and how much growth do you, do you foresee in senior housing? Fergal? You know, it seems like we're having this conversation more mm -hmm. frequently than we did in the past. And, and today there's a lot more people communicating about what is senior housing, what, what is senior living. Uh, the fact is we're all aging and we're, <laughs> we're all getting there. So it's a, it's a reality that at some point we will need these kind of uh, uh, resources available to us. And at some point we're impacted, had multiple levels. It could be your, your grandparents, your parents, or even yourself that starts to decide and make this kind of transition. Uh, but what's really pushing that conversation is the population boom. I think we're seeing this population boom where the baby boomers are no longer babies. So they're the, 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 the silver or the, the senior boomers or the silver tsunamis coming as far as the population. Um, and that's kind of really driving the demand, is driving this, this thought process of what exactly it is. And there's more decisions, a lot more decisions behind that. But if you take just the sheer numbers, uh, there's 325 million people that reside in the United States. 47 million is aged 65 years old or older. And that's 14.5% that's of the population today. That's 2017 numbers. Um, we're forecasting that in 2030, that population will double. So you see 47 million doubles, almost 30% of the population will be aged 65 years old or older. And out of that, about 20% of the population is going to live in some assisted living or senior community. So I think that's really driving the focus of this population's coming. The question is, what do they want when they get there? What, what decisions are they going to make when it comes? Yeah, and you mentioned a lot of that population being in some form of senior housing. We also have people think about age in place, and I guess that's right for some people. But, you know, the way I've seen it, some of the people at age in place are isolated, and sometimes they don't have as good a diet and interaction with folks. And, like, my mother went to senior housing and became much more healthy and happier, interacting, eating right. So, and, and Ernie, one of the things when you talk about demand. Uh, there's not demand everywhere, right? You have to be careful if you're investing or developing, you know, kind of where that demand is, right? That, that's correct. And uh, you made a, a good point concerning your mother, because basically what we're seeing is a shift in behavior where uh, seniors used to stay at home as, as long as possible, but their health deteriorates. Today, only 1.48% of all seniors live in assisted living. But as you pointed out, when they move to such a facility, they interact with the rest of the community, they get services, their life expands further than it would have if they stayed alone uh, at their home. Yeah, and how do you know if a, a location is a good location for senior housing? Because you just can't build them anywhere, right? So the adage of demand uh, is basically location, but the, the point that you have to look at is 
who is in that market. So there's models out there that basically show, okay, here's how many uh, age cohorts, there's normally four, 65, 75, 75 making over 45,000 a year, and then the, the adult children. So based on those, there's penetration that you could use to figure out what is the demand for that particular area. And you can set up a market area of about five miles or, or something of that nature, but then you subtract whatever units are in that market, and then you get the OMED demand. The key there is that if you don't have the OMED demand and you don't have the right demographics that could uh, pay for the assisted living and so on, you're not going, that's not going to be a good side. Yeah. And you guys, as you're developing new product and you develop really nice product, um, do you look at uh, smaller markets, primary markets, tertiary markets? You look at suburban and urban. What, what kind of things do you look at? So we're typically looking at an urban market mm -hmm. or a high-end suburban market. But let me talk to the demand just a little bit. I mean, currently we're building 25,000 beds a year nationwide. If you look at our current absorption rate and you look at the baby boomers coming into the market, we should be building 50,000 beds a year. Um, but at the same time, you look at a market where it's maybe overbuilt and you say, well, they're not filling up. Why aren't they filling up? And a lot of it comes back to it's the wrong product. It's the wrong product type. It's the wrong units. They, we're building too much of one type of bed and not enough of another type of bed doesn't have the right amenities. So um, while there's, there is markets that are overbuilt, there's still a lot of markets to be built in. Yeah. And what are you seeing for new design and amenities and, and, and that type of proper product today? Yeah, some of that's going to really come down to uh, having a correct unit mix. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, you know, you need, you've got to have the two bedroom, uh, you've got to have the one bedrooms, the studios, you got to have cottages, bungalows, you got to have memory care. You've got to have something for everybody because when you look at the group, it's not about age anymore, it's about acuity. Right. And acuity is what is driving the bed type within a, within a pro, uh, product yeah. community. That makes sense. Yeah. And what about amenities? Uh, what type of amenities are you putting in some of these higher end uh, products, for example? Well, you've got to, first of all, you've got to be uh, multiple restaurants. You can't just be one dining room looking out the same window in the same chair every day. Mm -hmm. um, and it can't be just two of the same types of restaurants. You know, it's got to be bistros. It's got to be sports bars. It's got to be the fine dining, wine and cheese. I mean, that's what you're going to see in our product in the bucket here. Theater. Theater. you got to have the theaters. Wow. Um, you've got to have uh, the exercise rooms that really tailor to the uh, Pilates, the yogas, um, you got to have the water aerobics courses. Well, no one, no wonder less people are aging at home. I mean, that sounds right. pretty nice. Well, the, to, the, to that point, though, if you see the shift in behavior, is that you were sitting at home or even in a nursing home just vegetating versus now becoming more active within the community where there's maybe uh, reading clubs, there's um, physical therapy, there's the movies and so on. And that's what's going to make you healthier by interacting with that community. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of our listeners and viewers are investing in all types of real estate or another type of real estate. And one thing when I look at senior housing, I think real estate, but also think business. I mean, this is really running a, a, an intensive business when you're dealing with seniors and, and their health, right? It's not just real estate. No, it's not just real estate. And that's the confusing no. part about yeah. it. I mean, 
Um, I think we're going to have a lot more people coming into this business, which is good because it's going to raise the bar. It's going to create some uh, nice competitors. But there is a huge learning curve in the management operation side of it. And yeah. uh, if you don't take that serious, you're, you're not going to be successful. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's an operating company at its core. Yeah. I mean, we're caregivers, number one. That's the primary focus we have. We just happen to have a large amount of real estate right. as an envelope around right. that to be able to deliver those services. Uh, so when you kind of look at it, it's probably 80% more of an operating company. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if you go on the on the exit of one, it's probably 80% more real estate focused with 20% lift on the services and the uh, from a cash flow point of view. Yeah. But most people make that kind of determination. It, it's it's a lot more to it than, yeah. than people kind of think. I mean, if you break it down, you can break it down into three different segments. It's yeah. social, it's medical, and it's real estate. Mm -hmm. And it takes those three to make a, a successful property. Yeah. Well, two out of three <laughs> are not real estate. Right. Yeah. And you guys own and operate your properties, right? Absolutely. And Ernie, sometimes when you're selling these senior housing uh, properties around the country, Sometimes are they also selling to, to a real estate investor and there's an operator actually operating the, the, the business? Yeah, they do see that a lot. So there's different models. So if you have the REIT model, basically they would lease the property to operators and they have large operators all over the United States. But then I think that, that you're seeing uh, an impetus of the middle, in, middle market uh, developer operator that would like to own the facilities because it makes more sense financially. Uh, so you can see a mix, but I think that uh, their model is really where the market is going to. Yeah. And uh, w one thing that I see when I was putting, uh, looking at locations for my mother was uh, I expected a lot of technology, um, you know, having, being around a lot of technology every day, right? Um, so actually, when I went in a very nice project and it was very new, it was brand new actually. And I thought there was a, a kind of a lack of technology. How important is technology today in your, in your new developments? Yeah, so technology is critical and it's um, really it's in the process of being developed right now by all management companies um, because we can collect raw data, but raw data is historical data. So, you know, what was mom's heart rate? What was mom's blood pressure? Did she leave her room? What we're gonna, what we're doing now is we're building models now that are pretty much doing it's machine learning on a human, mm -hmm. and so we're predicting sort of behaviors. And you know, when behaviors start changing, it's more it's not that we're diagnosing at all. What we're doing is we're now able to reach out to the children to give them a heads up and be proactive in that versus the children calling us and saying, hey, mom called me and was upset. Yeah. So that proactive model is where we're headed. And so... Managing the care is very important, <clears throat> medication management and so on, uh, especially also to prevent uh, readmissions from a Medicare perspective. Let's say that you have a resident that, that was admitted and then was uh, discharged, put into the facility, but then within 30 days is readmitted again because they were not following the regimen for medication and then fell back mm -hmm. into the same routine. Well, the entire ACO, um, the hospital, the clinics, the, the, the physicians, they all lose reimbursement. So in order for hospitals to continue to refer you, they're actually making sure that you have the right uh, uh, mechanisms in place. It's kind of like ERP for senior housing managing all operations and now he's getting into also ancillary services uh, managing menus managing uh, buying of food um, you know and things yes. of that nature so it's very important the more you automate the more 
effective you, you will become. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to take a short break. When you get back, I want to ask you guys about some of the occupancy trends and, and value trends and demand you're seeing uh, in this property type. So stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies, incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Bomi International, for facilities and property management education, visit bomi.org. Buyproxy.com, your global commercial real estate listing service. Visit buyproxy.com. Red IQ, turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit RedIQ.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by Proxy.com. That's P-R-O-X-I. Check them out. It's a free listing service to find properties or put them on the system to sell or lease. Well, today we're talking about senior housing. My guests are Fergal Brady and Tim Gary. They're with Village Park Senior Living and Ernie and Naya with Bull Realty Senior Housing Group. And gentlemen, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is kind of the performance of the market, you know, uh, occupancy trends. It, uh, how, how are things going? So if you look at it from an occupancy perspective, the looks are deceiving uh, because it all depends on where you are uh, in the market. But what we've seen also is that, uh, for instance, in Metro Atlanta, 80% uh, of all the properties are between 15 and 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Yet, when you look at uh, the occupancy and the rates for those properties, it kind of flattened out and declined a little bit. But if you look at the properties that are less than two years old, they're growing up in double digits. Mm -hmm. So it looks like there's a little bit of cannibalization and even though it says 88% for the entire market, is, is not really so. It could be 94% for the, the right properties. And also, if you look at the different markets, you have primary markets, secondary markets, and tertiary markets, those markets are not being uh, addressed at all, and there's a lot of opportunity there, too. Yeah, okay. I think there's a lot of data in the market, you know, from overall, from a national level. You look at that data, like you were saying, it's not necessarily what, what's on the ground. Uh, and to give you an example, uh, we entered into a market that we had 13 different competitors and we went and looked at all the different product around us and we knew that from a new development point of view, we could create something, a new environment. Now, I got to interrupt you. Did you take your mom with you? How do you go in there? <laughs> you take that, mom, we're going in. There's different ways. All right. Trade <laughs> there's, secrets. There's different ways. And, and, and by the way, I think we're very open to that, very transparent. Yeah. We, we prefer, we want everybody yeah. to do well. Yeah. But I think in looking at that from an analytical point of view, was how do we really judge each property from a class system or, or from a quality system? Uh, and we looked at doing new development because we wanted to create a new environment that we didn't see in the marketplace. To, to have all the things we were talking about earlier about the amenities, uh, the programs, uh, and the quality of construction in place. Yeah. Uh, and we see the market being, you know, it, it is a 
driven today by the demand. Uh, the investors are in place. We're seeing the cap rates and the exit, uh, you know, high fives to low sixes, and it's maintained that for a while. Um, now, I can't really talk about other different data points and other different uh, performance of, of quality assets, but uh, I think that's one thing that drove us to new development. And that's a good point, too, because if you look at some savvy developers, they're not competing against every tech. Where's some savvy developers? Everywhere. <laughs> right. Right here. Right. But the point is that uh, they're look at the savvy ones are looking at not every unit that is in, in place, but what class are they, class A, yeah. and then what are the rents? Yeah. One of the developers that I'm working with is actually looking at any competitor making uh, charging over $3,500. Mm -hmm. Anybody below that, they don't consider competition. Yeah. Uh, so that, to your point, you cannot look at a national average and uh, make a decision on that. So there is a uh, huge demand for Class A product out there right now. You have the private equity funds, you have the REITs, they're desperate for product. But the problem is they're wanting product that's going to last for you know, 10, 20 years plus. Um, and some of the older product, the problem with that is you can't reinvent the product. Yeah. It's, it's single purpose built building stuff. and it's. It's, so we've gone to a different structure type, which is more expensive, but in 10 years, we can go in and reinvent that building. Maybe the restaurant styles change, maybe the amenities need to up, change for the newer baby boomers that are coming in. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, that's where the newer product is driving these, these cap rates down. Um, and you're seeing a big spread between the cap rates of older product and newer product. Yeah, and when you build new product, what is the uh, a range of time it takes to typically see stabilization? Yeah, so, you know, nationally it's 18 to 20 months, um, mm -hmm. but, you know, we're seeing, you know, 12 to 14 months uh, for that. And that's just because, again, we're newer product, we're doing something that the rest of the market doesn't have, we're penetrating the the market with the customer sooner than most of our competitors and so that's driving in more couples as well yeah. so you just if you have the the appropriate product then um, you can stabilize it quicker. And I think in some of that and some of those decisions it's not necessarily a financial decision it's an emotional decision and yeah. we really mm -hmm. kind of tap into that yeah and what do you guys see for um, difficulties in zoning today you know when I look at facilities that are new like you guys are building they're they're beautiful um, so not in my backyard, the NIMBYs, you know, maybe say, well, that's pretty. Also, you're not taxing the schools. Um, you don't need as much parking as a lot of uses, uh, but still everyone fights zoning, right? So what are you guys seeing in the day-to-day? -day? So that's getting tougher and tougher. Yeah. I mean, it used to be it was just, a, you know, you walked in and you got it. But nowadays, you know, that's still a battle. And it depends where you are and what the demand is. I mean, if you go into Mari that's already got 13 products, you're going to get some pushback just yeah. because you know, um, how they may classify it within that community, whether it's multifamily or whether it's residential. Um, and so then, but you go into a market that's in desperate demand, you know, we're a great alternative because the guy right in front of us is trying to do two million square feet of, you know, office and retail and, right. and hotels and everything else. So it just, it makes You know, a that difference. point is also specific to the county. There's some counties that are very savvy mm -hmm. and the point that you made that, hey, there's no, passing on the schools or the parking on traffic, they take that into consideration and they actually prefer. On the other hand, it's really the residents of the area, they may not be uh, very well educated on what this is about, that will come to the hearing and then make an objection. I just uh, participated in one last week 
and I brought in my market study. And when I was able to show, look, this is going to help you, and here's the statistics, we got uh, a go vote because of that. I think some of the municipalities we enter into, I think some of the city planners haven't really focused on senior living they don't know what bucket we fit into whether it's a multifamily is an office and mm -hmm. most of the times we're getting a, a special use permit to be able to uh, discuss what exactly we're going to go build so i think a lot of land planners haven't figured that out where exactly we fit into uh, and maybe for good reason right because i think it comes up for discussion and that way we're we're looked at and viewed a point uh, exactly what that quality is yeah and there's different levels of service here and there's different models so um, Ernie if you'll talk to us a little bit about kind of the different levels of a continuing care type of, of development and then I want to get back to some of the kind of different uh, buy versus rental models that that you guys see so yeah you got kind of levels of care in some of these properties so the right? continued uh, care model mm -hmm. is basically uses the theory of aging in place so you mm -hmm. start with more of an active adult independent living that normally just uh, provides uh, housekeeping, meals, and, and, and activities. And then you move into assisted living and memory care that will have more uh, activities of daily living, you know, like bathing, taking care of feeding, and things of that nature, or, you know, like Alzheimer's and, and things of that nature as well. The old model for CCRC or community care included a, a skilled nursing facility. Mm -hmm. What we're seeing now is a trend that we call micro CCRC, where it's everything but the nursing home. In Georgia, it's harder to get the nursing home because of the uh, census is lower and there's been a moratorium on new certificate of needs to approve new facilities. Uh, but that, pro that product is very expensive from a uh, labor perspective, a liability and so on. So the preferred model is really the micro CCRC. So you have the independent living, normally living a little bit uh, separated from the other ones. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier cottages. Uh, and things of that nature that could fit that model and then move through the age uh, phase of life. Yeah. And, and Tim, speaking of, of cottages, um, there's people can buy or buy in or whatever's kind of the different models you see. Yeah, so in, in our model it's all for rent um, in, in the cottages and, and that's mainly because acuities change and they, and they want to shift to a different level of care or, or the, there's a difference in the care model, the acuity between couples. Um, but there, there are other models out there where you can do a fee entry model um, and, it, and it has, um, it's more like an insurance program where it takes care of you through the, the nursing home component of it. And then there's the, the fee simple model where you can, <clears throat> you buy the condo or the, or the home and then there's, uh, you know, they can resell your unit then again later so you keep the population mix the same. Um, you know, we're big believers in the, this rental model um, just because it gives you more flexibility. And, it, and at the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, it's less expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, what would you guys leave the audience with related to uh, senior housing? Some tips, strategies, some gotchas, uh, or some reality about it? Yeah, so the main thing I have to say about it is <clears throat> it's, a, it's, a, it's a management intensive operation. Yeah. And um, when you're getting into it, you got to make sure you have that expertise um, or you find that expertise to do it. Um, there are some great thinkers out there as far as putting together great developments and doing great development projects. And, you know, where there's a big demand for it across the country. So, yeah, I'll say that. It 
not all are created equal, so you have to go out there and really do your research and really kind of go well, in and understand and, where it yeah. is. But also going back to the emotional decision, mm-hmm. you know, when you enter into the community in that environment, what do you feel like? And yeah. you know, are you preserving the dignity of your loved ones? Are you providing the best environment for them? And I know you have mm-hmm. care and all those other services. But when you see the, uh, I guess we're the micro CCRC mm-hmm. because uh, we do independent living, assisted mm-hmm. living, and the memory care. But in that, that cross pollination of different acuity levels um, and ages creates more vibrancy. And that's the feel I was kind of talking to. I know Tim talks a lot about the, the emotional impact of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that drives those decision makers of the feel. Of yeah, the I, I agree with you, the emotional side of it, because when I was shopping for a location for my mom with her, you know, the fact that, that where we chose the people, everyone we dealt with and, and, and the whole time she's been there, everyone there is just wonderful. All the employees, and that's emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, it reminds me, I have a, had a, a dry cleaner that packed in all their dry cleaning and they did a really terrible job. But when you went in there, they treated you like gold, man. You yeah. came in there and, you know, they just loved you. And you're like, all right, you're treating me good. I'll put up with the bad product and the bad service. Right. <laughs> Ernie, what would you leave your audience I, with? I would say this. Uh, the, if you look at Necref and, you, and they uh, take a, a look at every sector in commercial real estate, whether it's multifamily, retail, office, industrial, Senior housing has outpaced every other sector for the past 10 years and will continue to do that. The key here is something that is almost recession proof and the reason for it is that there's a need. We talked about earlier that there's a a ramped up demand coming up because of the aging baby boomers. Mm -hmm. That will continue for the next 20, 30 years and there's a need. So if you can uh, meet the, the need, then you'll definitely also be profitable. Yeah. Well, and I agree that uh, that recession resistant um, factor of senior housing might make it a good opportunity to have in your portfolio in some way. Well, I can yeah. tell you, Tim opened up a new community in, I think it opened up March of March 2008. Of, yeah, oh, eight. And uh, talk about a bad time in the market. I mean, we've all experienced that. Right. Uh, Tim, you want to talk a little bit Yeah, about I mean, it? we were full by December of 08. Wow. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was the jerk walking around saying, um, <laughs> you know, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great. Well, and, and a great service. Uh, you know, I know senior housing uh, is a lot more involved in every type of, of way when you look at real estate. Uh, even It's even more involved in kind of hospitality and hotel because the, the type of clientele you take care of. So thank, for you, thank you for what you guys do, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Michael. All right. And thank you for joining us out there. Tell us what you think. We appreciate you sharing the show, and we invite you to reach out to us. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies, incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. BOMI International. For facilities and property management education, visit BOMI.org. Buyproxy.com. Your global commercial real estate listing service. Visit buyproxy.com. Red IQ. Turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit rediq.com.